The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. Or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio.com, or uh, on Twitter, I should say. But, of course, you can find my work on the .com. That would be at milehighsports.com, where, of course, our team of Bronco writers, we are writing all about, of course, the final preseason game coming up, roster predictions, cut day on Saturday. It is a big one. And then, of course, we'll find a 53-man roster, a 10-man practice squad, and then, well, we'll go play some football on, uh, well, first week of September as the Broncos host the Seattle Seahawks. Of course, the Broncos Blitz podcast, a daily podcast now, so thanks for tuning in. Our friends at Tap14 want to thank them really quick as, well, they just got tremendous food over there. And you want to go over there on weekends for not only football, but on Saturday and Sunday, of course, because the college football game. Well, tremendous of the 70 beers on tap. 100 Colorado Distilled Spirits, and then, of course, Chef Andrea Varela in that locally sourced rotating seasonally fair. And I tell you what, going to be rotating to fall soon because, well, it's fall. It's football. It's great food. Go on over there. Tap 14, something that does not rotate, though, the candied bacon, which is just tremendous. Go and check it out. It's Tap 14 on the web, tap14.com. All righty. I have in my hand a roster. A 53-man roster. This is our roster prediction podcast, as uh, I think it is very much set, but we'll see how close I can get. This is a roster prediction in my eyes, okay? So I will say that. This is how I would organize the team when it comes to the 53-man roster, because I do think there there may be a couple different uh, individuals that may be chosen differently that the Broncos would choose over myself. I will point out those individual changes, but I did want to make sure that I that everybody knew that this is a roster that I would create with the teams and the players, uh, I should say, that they have right now. We're going to start with the quarterback position, which I think is is very much just a a solidified position with Case Keenum, Chad Kelly, and a period. Yes. Uh, I, I don't think Paxton Lynch should make this roster. Uh, I said this last year. Uh, he has not shown anything when it comes to being a competent quarterback. Name me one play. I want you to do this for me. If you're a Paxton Lynch supporter, name me one play, because there's not very many out there left. Name me one play where you were like, wow, wow, this Paxton Lynch guy, he, he could he can drop some dimes. Unfortunately, you can't. And look, you get three years and multiple opportunities to start games, and you just can't show us at least a flash. That's what I'm looking for, is a flash. Yeah, I don't need to see you dropping dimes consistently or, or roasting the defense. I need to see flashes of something of competent quarterback play, and we're just not seeing it. So it's time to move on. I would not keep Paxton Lynch on this roster, and I would just move on with Case Keenum, Chad Kelly, and look at a veteran backup when it comes to free agency. Obviously, t- taking a really close look at cut day. But on top of that, uh, there are still uh, guys who are available now who will also be available week six. The Derek Andersons, the Matt Moores of the world. They're obviously not ideal, but I think this is the path that you have to follow when you're a team like Denver when it comes to starting Case Keenum. God forbid he goes down. And and I've said this uh, all just across the board. 
If Case Keenum is not the one taking meaningful snaps for Denver, they're in major trouble, period. It doesn't matter who it is, whether it's Teddy Bridgewater, Paxton Lynch, Chad Kelly, or some random backup off the street. They are in trouble. So I would just keep the two quarterbacks for now. And then you can sign a guy, whether it be on cut day or later on, in the event where you absolutely do need him. Uh, and, and, of course, that would be somebody who's really just a journeyman, who's just filling a role, uh, but certainly could be guidance for a guy like Chad Kelly, who is a younger arm. So, uh, Chad Kelly, Case Keenum, period. No more Paxton Lynch. That's one of my, uh, I don't know if it's a surprise cut. I think a lot of people are, are basically ship has sailed on Paxton Lynch, so I don't want to I don't want to promote it as like a surprise cut. Uh, by the way, I will be reading your tweets also when it comes to uh, this podcast. So hopefully you follow along on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at Ronnie K Radio on Twitter. Uh, I do have five halfbacks slash fullbacks making the roster, and yes, I said fullback. I'll start with the fullback and Andy Janovich. Andy Janovich told uh, Les Shapiro at Mile High Sports that uh, he will not be suiting up on Thursday's final preseason game, and you know what that means. They basically don't want to play him because they know what they saw in him. They saw him sprung two incredible runs, uh, uh, of course, those touchdowns where uh, Janovich just gets his face in front and just blows up linebackers. And this is a guy I think that's going to be very instrumental for the Denver Broncos because I know everybody wants to talk about, well, you don't use the fullback all the time and the students are formations and blah, blah, blah. Look, this is a guy who is very valuable for Denver. They are going to run out of that I formation a lot this year. And I think that's where... Janovich brings so much of that value is just uh, the offensive line is still a work in progress and to add an extra blocker now to plow through and and they will be one of the few teams who uses the fullback on a constant basis and uh, look this is not a team that's going to go four five wide spread it out all the time so they're going to try to be that balanced offense let's get back to the 90s when we had the fullback plowing through I love it I think Andy Janovich absolutely should have made the roster I said it in early July that he absolutely should be on this roster and I think he will be uh, when it comes to the cut day on Saturday Uh, I do have them keeping the four running backs Royce Freeman Devontae Booker D'Angelo Henderson and Phillip Lindsay Uh, side note and there will be content at milehighsports.com on this why isn't Royce Freeman the starter Come on, Vance. Come on. Uh, Royce Freeman is clearly, clearly, clearly head and shoulders above everybody else. And it's not even close. And, and, and in the same way that we speak about Paxton Lynch regarding the I want to see some flashes, I'm still waiting for that for Devontae Booker. I can remember one play. And you know what I'm thinking about. I can remember the one play from Devontae Booker that, by the way, didn't count because of a holding penalty. Uh, of Devontae Booker jumping over the defender in, uh, what was it, like the third quarter of some random regular season game last year? Uh, that is the only play that I remember Devontae Booker making in his Broncos career. And I think that's a major problem because you're talking about a guy who uh, is getting the rock quite a bit in his opportune times that he is playing in. And yet this is somebody who still has yet to show us that, you know, you're kind of... You're somebody who can be special, kind of, maybe, sort of, not really. I mean, when when are we going to see the production before we say, look at this Philip Lindsay guy, look at this D'Angelo Henderson guy. We saw D'Angelo Henderson shine in the final game against Kansas City and in preseason, but yet we continue to waste this time on Devontae Booker. I think he makes the roster, but boy, 
if you like a guy on the pre- and you don't think he's going to slip through the practice squad, I really don't know why you're keeping Devontae Booker. What is so special about him in preseason? These statistics, by the way, from our friend, uh, good friend Brad Evans, Yahoo Noise on Twitter. Uh, Royce Freeman, 15 carries, 5 missed tackles which were forced, a, a missed tackle forced is a stat, uh, four yards per carry, and then uh, three touchdowns. Devontae Booker, nine carries, zero missed tackles forced, a 2.2 yards per carry, zero touchdowns. It really is just, it, it's not even close. It'd be one thing if it was close. In this case, it's not. It's it's clearly Royce Freeman's job. And quite frankly, uh, Philip Lindsay should be number two. But I don't want to get on a tangent as far as where the depth chart is. We just want to talk about the 53-man roster today, and I do have the five backs making the roster in Freeman, Booker, Henderson, Lindsey, and then, of course, the fullback, Andy Janovich. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast. Be sure to check me out on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. That's at Ronnie K Radio. And also, I want to thank our friends at Pro Football Focus. Now, Pro Football Focus, of course, they've got those advanced stats, the uh, deep analytics, the fantasy charts, because... Well, your fantasy team's probably drafting this weekend, or maybe it's next weekend, or maybe you're like the Mile High Sports Fantasy Draft, and you're drafting the day before the regular season. Exactly how you're supposed to do it. I'm just kidding. Although you really should do it that way. Uh, Pro Football Focus, a lot of great stuff over there. Be sure to check it out. 10, uh, excuse me, 20% off. Not just 10. Not just 15. 20% off your subscription. To the Pro Football Focus Elite and Edge memberships. I want you to use this promo code. It's POD20. POD20. That's POD20 for 20% off your subscription to Pro Football Focus. Those Edge and Elite memberships. And I tell you what, go check out that Edge membership, man. It is just tremendous. Uh, I got one myself because it is just, I love the deep analytics. Great stuff. Great stuff over there at Pro Football Focus. I do have, uh, oh, uh, let's go to the wide receivers. Uh, I have six wide receivers making the team. Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Cortland Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton. Those are the easy ones. Those are the easy four. The the fifth and sixth, I know a lot of people liked uh, River Craycraft. I know uh, Tim Patrick shined a lot. Um, you know, where does Isaiah McKenzie fit in all this? My final two spots are taken up by Tim Patrick and Isaiah McKenzie. And I know that everybody's going to hear that name and be like, why? Why is he on the roster? Well, I'll tell you this. Watching punt returns in practice, and I know it's practice, but I do get the opportunity to watch Isaiah McKenzie literally right in front of me. I mean, he is he is like two arm lengths away uh, from from uh, catching footballs with me, and he does catch the foot- football naturally. The fumble in the, what was it, the second preseason game, it doesn't bother me so much because, look, this was a guy who was late in the game trying to extend a play. He had big linebackers coming up from behind him. Isaiah McKenzie is not going to make this roster as a wide receiver, although technically he is labeled as one. He is going to make this team as a specialist, returning punts, kicks, etc. Okay? He's not going to make this team as a wide receiver, and nor should they be using him as a wide receiver. That fumble, and look, I know everybody wants to look at it and say, well, the box score says he fumbled, so that's end of story, period. He's really not going to be in that situation, probably potentially ever. Because that's not how kick and punt returns work. If he's got somebody behind him, he's probably 10 yards behind him because McKenzie's on the way to the house. Or the crib, as Tlaib calls it. So I, I, I'm not worried about Isaiah McKenzie 
as far as that fumble goes because he did show flashes, of course, with the punt return, and, and he is a natural catcher. And I'm telling you guys, I know you're hard on Isaiah McKenzie. The, the, the other returners, and, and I will say this, I'm going to practice today. I have not seen Adam Jones catch punts uh, at all yet, but everybody else is just, they're just not natural when it comes to catching punts, whether it comes to uh, eyes guiding the ball in, catching it tucked in, and uh, uh, leaning forward. And, and, and There are little nuances that, that really do matter, and nobody else does them outside Isaiah McKenzie. I would be very scared to see a River Craycraft out there trying to catch punts. Look, Denver has the opportunity to put a specialist on their team. I would take advantage of it. At the moment, he does fumble or anything like that. It is time to go then. So, uh, I, Isaiah McKenzie, I do think, makes this roster. And Tim Patrick, who, I tell you what, the tall, skinny, lanky man has just been making plays. Just been making plays in preseason, in training camp, and practice. This is a guy who skies over everybody, what, 6'3 and, and 220, a guy who really has a lot of athleticism. And now you got some you got some tall, tall towers over there on the edges. We're talking about Demarius Thomas, Cortland Sutton, and Tim Patrick now for the red zone. I mean, we are looking at fade routes galore and one-on-one matchups that you are going to win. Because remember, and I say this about Cortland Sutton all the time, general and this is in general and I have no statistics to back this up but this is a general gut feeling to me most times when you are a corner if you have quality skills as a corner and you are also 6'1 6 foot a, a general taller corner you are higher up in the depth chart you are one or two maybe three but when you got three, four wide receivers coming at you, and that third, fourth wide receiver is somebody who is 6'3", 6'4", 220, 225, who is aggressive, attacks the football. This is a big reason why I think Cortland Sutton's going to have a big year, because he has so much of a size mismatch. We saw him in the preseason game against Washington, skying over jo- uh, Josh Norman, who is one of the better cover corners in this league. So I- I'm very excited to see the Denver Broncos wide receivers. Do have six of them making it. Thomas Sanders Sutton, Hamilton, Patrick, and McKenzie. This does leave only room spot for two tight ends. I do have Jeff Hireman as well as Jake Butt making the roster. They're going to slide uh, Fumagalli into that practice squad situation. That does mean I do believe Austin Trailer is one of the cuts uh, on this team. And look, you, you, you have to continue to go with your youth. Uh, trailer I know has looked good at times, but I think the the little bit more of emergence from Hireman. I I really don't know if any of these guys, to be quite frank, uh, is special at all. But I will say this: now that they're using the tight end more, I want to go with the upside. I want to go with the ceiling. I want to go with the unknown because we kind of know what Austin Trailer is, with all due respect. So I I think I look at it and I say let's let's go one more year with Hireman, see if he can continue to be that 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 blocker, but also come on in as a receiver and and just, and that's the thing. They could be good, they could be good tight ends. I don't know because they didn't use the tight end. So we'll see. Uh, Jeff Hireman, Jake Bud, I do have making the roster as only the two tight ends. Uh, let's go to the offensive line where I have nine making the roster. We'll start with the depth. Elijah Wilkinson, uh, Cyrus Quandejo, uh, Billy Turner. Turner's going to be very valuable to Denver because uh, he kind of plays that guard tackle uh, ability. He has that uh, uncanny ability to switch between the two, and that's a lot more valuable than people think. 
many will say, well, he doesn't play either good. You know, that may be a little harsh, but I do have Billy Turner making the roster. All Obviously, Max Garcia, Jared Valdir, and then filling out the rest of the offensive line, Connor McGovern, Matt Paradis, Ron Leary, and Garrett Bowles. I think this is a pretty solid offensive line altogether. They do like Wilkinson, uh, Cyrus Guanajo as well, Max Garcia as solid depth guys. I mean, you could see Garcia uh, in that right guard position. I've talked about it all podcast long, uh, all season long. That I believe that's going to be a situation where you're just going to see a rotating door. Maybe they'll prove me wrong. We'll see. But uh, I, I do like this offensive line much better than last year's. Of course, moving Ron Leary over to that left side, a big deal as well, too. One more year for Garrett Bowles. We'll see how Jared Valdir uh, fares in that right tackle position. Excuse me. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast. I was getting so excited. As we finish the offense, let's move to the defense. Of course, I uh, want to thank our friends at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. It's our podcast 53-man prediction episode of the Broncos Blitz Podcast. The defensive line looks like this for me. I have them keeping seven. Obviously, Derek Wolf, Damana Pecco, Adam Gotsis, Zach Kerr, Demarcus Walker, Shelby Harris, Clinton McDonald. I don't really know if there's any surprises here, but this is a, a team I think that does have a very good defensive line, and I think that's a pretty straightforward defensive line. Uh, I don't really know if there's any surprises there, per se, um, as, as as they have uh, solid guys and solid depth. I mean, you're talking about Demarcus Walker, Zach Kerr, Shelby Harris as depth guys? A couple of those guys could have started last year. I mean, Shelby Harris had a great year last year. Could have started for uh, probably five or six NFL teams. So certainly, uh, I think one of the positions of strength for the Denver Broncos moving forward. Let's talk about the linebackers. The linebackers is a crowded room. Crowded room. Um, and and this is one of those positions, I think, that you're going to have to watch really closely because there is a potential name that could be left out here that maybe stands out to everybody. I personally have him in. Uh, but my nine are Von Miller, Brandon Marshall, Todd Davis, Bradley Chubb, Shane Ray's the fifth, and now here comes our, uh, our backup guys, or our depth guys. Josie Jewell, I think, makes a roster. Shaq Barrett. Alexander Johnson, that new pickup. And Jeff Holland. I will say this. I think there is a very good chance that Denver thinks, thinks they could slide a guy like Alex Johnson or Jeff Holland onto the practice squad. I think this is a big mistake because I don't think they can make it to the practice squad. There may be many teams that look at Alex Johnson and say, I, we're still not sure about the off-field stuff. Uh, I know he came in and he looked good for Denver. I, I don't think, I, I mean, look, I look at it like Denver is, a, is one of those teams I think that is, I do believe they do their due diligence with a lot of these athletes. And I think a lot of teams think of it that way. And I think you're looking at it as, you know, if you're a uh, a team that's looking for linebacker depth and you say, oh, well, well, Denver thought he was good enough to pick up. And Denver's obviously got some of the best linebackers in the league. Why wouldn't we take a flyer on this guy? I don't think an Alex Johnson or a Jeff Holland would make it to the practice squad. So I do think you need to put him on the 53-man roster as because they're, they're contributors. Denver has one of the best linebacking cores in the league. It is insane how much talent they have. And we, we saw in the last preseason game, Shane Ray playing in the fourth quarter against threes. 
I mean, that was just, it, it's mind-blowing how much talent they have at the linebacker position. And it has brought up many on Twitter, including my guy Cody Rourke, who uh, tweeted me, of course you can tweet, at Ronnie K Radio, uh, was talking about the surprise cuts and everything like that. It says, trade, a surprise trade, Shane Ray. We'll see how it goes. Look, final year for Shane Ray. Totally understand the logic behind that kind of thought process. Uh, this is probably the final year for Shane Ray. I look at it as a Denver Bronco, period, because this is a guy who either A, is going to play lights out for Denver, give them eight to ten sacks, and then sign a mega deal somewhere else. I could also see a situation where he is traded because Denver does want to get that value from Shane Ray. Uh, it, you know, it would probably be in their best efforts if he just came out like gangbusters in the first couple weeks and just had a sack two, three, if not, to really show that he is fully recovered because I still think that that question mark still kind of looms over the uh, Shane Ray situation. But certainly, I don't think that's the most outrageous thing in the world, so we'll see how that goes. But again, nine linebackers, Miller, Marshall, Davis, Chubb, Ray, Jewell, Barrett, Johnson, Holland. That is my nine. Uh, Move to the secondary. This is a secondary that I think uh, is going to be super packed. Very crowded uh, secondary. I have ten. Ten guys in the secondary making this roster. Obviously, the easy ones are Chris Harris Jr., Bradley Roby, Darian Stewart, Justin Simmons. Isaac Adam is going nowhere. He will make the roster. Tremaine Brock uh, is your sixth guy. Suwa Cravens, Will Parks. Adam Jones, the new addition, obviously, now makes the roster. You're not going to bring him in just to cut him. He is going to make the roster not only, obviously, as a cornerback, but also as a kick returner. Uh, But my last guy, and this is a tough one because this is a guy, and I think Denver has to go safety here because of the Suha Cravens injury. You're worried about what that that, uh, injury is and how serious it is. At first, we thought it was going to be very minor. He was going to play a ton. Well, all of a sudden now, he's missing preseason games. He is practicing, but uh, this is a guy who you're trying to ease back. Final guy is Demonte Thomas. This is a guy who's playing lights out in the third preseason game. And this is a guy I liked previously. I mean, this is a, a, a player who is savvy, very good pursuit. I, I'm, I'm astonished at, and I know this is a cliche to say, and, you know, everybody wants to talk about how, well, you know, uh, uh, you know you're just using cliches about guys, and he's gritty and gutty and everything like that. I'll say this cliche about... Uh, DeMonte Thomas. He has a nose for the football. And, and, and he just has that weird, uncanny ability to just kind of be in the right spot. He's never out of place. And I always chalk that up to somebody who is fundamentally sound because that is somebody who knows where the play is going and knows where he needs to be. He's not going to knock your face off. He's not going to be somebody who's going to absolutely be a headhunter or or somebody who can uh, uh, force fumbles all the time, make big hits or anything like that. But this is a guy who wraps up well. And this is a guy who's going to be in position. So I, I, I look at it and I say... Yeah, let's put this guy on the roster because he kind of has that same body style that Asua Cravens could be. He could be that guy who is that hybrid tight end coverage, uh, secondary safety. You know, this could be very valuable to Denver. So, DeMonte Thomas, I do have making the roster as uh, as our 10th guy in the secondary. And that means one of those guys who doesn't make the roster, I think, is Shamarco Thomas. And Thomas, it, it's unfortunate, I think, because they brought in Thomas. And I really don't know if Thomas just had, 
he, he just never had major glancing opportunities to to like stand out. I think he's a I think he's a solid player, uh, but I don't know if he just had major standout opportunities to really just like distance himself from everybody else. Uh, Shamarco Thomas, of course, had the very scary injury with the eye retina, and, and we hope that he's okay with that uh, moving forward. But certainly, uh, I, I, I just don't know if there's any any room on this roster. I really don't. Uh, this does put some interesting names on the practice squad that I will look at, and, and we'll cover the specialist really quick first, obviously. And Brandon McManus, Marquette King, and Casey Kreider. Uh, Marquette King, was not. It, there was no competition for him. He is the punter. Same goes for Brandon McManus. No competition. He is the kicker. Casey Kreider is your long snapper. And that concludes our 53-man roster. I will say this. Sam Jones, David Williams, I do think are going to be headed to the practice squad. I think these are guys that Denver does like. Sam Jones may be an interesting one, actually, for the 53-man roster. I I just don't know if that's uh, somebody who you can slip in immediately, considering, A, the injury that, uh, obviously, we still want to get past. But two, inexperience at depth, you just need a little bit more development. So I think Sam Jones is one of those perfect practice squad players that they're going to try to slip in. And then David Williams, the running back, who has had flashes. He's looked really good in practice preseason. We'll see how it goes. I think that's one of those guys also that could very well land on the practice squad. This leads us to some of our cuts. And I think these cuts are pretty clear-cut. We obviously talked about Paxton Lynch, Austin Trailer. I don't think Brendan Langley makes this roster. Uh, Brendan Langley has just not played well, has just not shown you anything when it comes to being a competent corner. And and, and it's really a shame because this, this draft class in 2017, the, one of them that Brendan Langley was, just really hasn't shown you anything. I mean, it really hasn't. Uh, nearly across the board. Garrett Bowles obviously being the first-round pick who has been a valuable contributor at least, but still obviously needs a lot of time. Brendan Langley has not been good, Uh, and I really don't know if you want to send Brendan Langley out. I think you'd almost rather have a safety like a Suha Cravens or a Demonte Thomas out there over Brendan Langley because Langley has just been not good. I mentioned Shamarco Thomas. I don't think Shamarco Thomas makes this roster. I don't think Carlos Henderson makes this roster either. I think it's time to part ways. Uh, Carlos Henderson, it's just, it's it's not. Whatever the reason is the case, as Rod Smith so famously put, you can't make the club from the tub. Well, we don't know if Carlos Henderson is even in the tub because we don't know where he is. So I, I just, I don't see this as a, 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 a future that Carlos Henderson has. I mean, I know he posts on Instagram about him doing, you know, whatever that thing is when he's sitting on the ground, he's moving his arms and catching the football. I, I, I suppose that's valuable in some way. Uh, this is a guy who just, it, you can't you can't sit out, be this complete question mark when you've done nothing to the team and expect to make the roster. This is going to be de- going down as one of the worser, if that's a word, to, to describe it. Uh, draft picks in Broncos history. I mean, this was just awful from the start, from the not being uh, ready for the altitude and conditioning to the legal issues to not showing up and not calling players back. I just don't think this is this is this is maybe football is just not for Carlos Henderson. I don't know what he's dealing with personally. I'm not gonna to bash him for it by any means, but I I just don't know if this is 
it's just not working for Denver. Denver just does not have the roster space for him, especially considering that they've got to keep specialists on the team and a ton of secondary guys. So uh, I just don't see Carlos Henderson as, as a good fit here. Uh, I hope he lands on his feet somewhere else, and, and maybe uh, you know that, that new fresh start is, is somewhere different. So it's a Broncos Blitz podcast. Be sure to check it out at MileHighSports.com. A lot of good stuff over there. Broncos coverage. MileHighSports.com. You can follow me on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. That's at Ronnie K Radio. I'm all set with this podcast. Wow, we went almost a full 30 minutes. want to thank our friends at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap. 100, 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Chef Andrea Varela and that locally sourced rotating seasonally fair. It's tremendous. Go to our friends at Tap 14, whether it be Saturday, Sunday. They've got brunch. Of course, college football on now. NFL is coming. Oh, it's tremendous over there at Tap 14. Their rooftop, by the way, is just spectacular. Tap 14 on the web. Spell out the word 14 for me, tap14.com. And then, of course, our friends at Pro Football Focus, where you've got your fantasy draft this weekend, maybe next weekend as well, too. Or maybe, like Mile High Sports, the day before the season starts, like you're supposed to do it. Well, I may have a leg up. Because I use Pro Football Focus. Of course, the Elite and Edge Memberships. Pod 20. That's Pod 20. That is your promo code to get 20% off your subscription. If you want 20% off, use the promo code Pod 20. That's Pod 20, Pod 20, Pod 20. Sing it in your head. Pod 20, Pod 20. 20% off your Elite or Edge Memberships. Thanks for tuning in. This is a long podcast. We went nearly 30 minutes long. I appreciate you tuning in. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio, where I am always tweeting about the Broncos. I go to practices. I go to the games, write about them, and podcast about them on our daily Broncos Blitz podcast. It is the Broncos Blitz podcast. Find more at MileHighSports.com. More coverage on your Denver Broncos at MileHighSports.com. We'll see you.